Hey everybody, welcome to Grounding Our Faith. In this podcast, we strive to make plain topics in the Bible, theology, and faith. In a world continually offering bizarre ideas, fighting for our attention and our allegiance, it's important now, maybe more than ever, to know what you believe and why you believe it. I'm your host, Paul Dacey, and this is Grounding Our Faith. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Grounding Our Faith podcast. We are in our Advent uh, devotional series called The Christmas Playlist. And uh, this morning, uh, Pastor Tom is going to be talking to us about the Song of Zechariah. Uh, Zechariah was John the Baptist's father. He was also a priest. And if you'd like to follow along, this is in Luke chapter 1, verses 68 through 79. Today, we'll be looking at Luke 1. 66 to 79. This is Zechariah's praise and prophecy. It's been called the Benedictus. This is Latin for praise be. And here Zechariah praises God for his faithfulness and keeping his promises to King David and Abraham. A little context before I read the prophecy and song. We know the story. We know the story of John the Baptist. His father Zechariah was a priest. And Zechariah was selected by Lot to enter the holy place in the temple to burn incense. When he was in the holy place, the angel Gabriel came and spoke to him and told him that his wife, who was advanced in years, will now have a child, a special child, who will prepare the way for the Messiah, and his name will be John. And we know the story. Zechariah doubts God. His voice is taken away until... John is born. Nine months later, John is born and Zechariah gets his voice back. And I'm going to read verses 65 and 66, just before the praise and prophecy, which sets us up for the prophecy. We see that the people of the area are talking about Zechariah and John. So let me pick it up, verse 65. And the fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was on him. This might explain why 20 years later, when John the Baptist's ministry started, he had a huge following. Not hard to imagine what's going on in the people's minds, right? This Elizabeth, who's getting very old, when I was 48, I had my youngest, and that was talk of the town. But Elizabeth seems to be even older than that. Well past childbearing age is what we know. Added to that, Zechariah gets his voice back. People probably remembered him writing on a tablet that Gabriel had visited him. So people are wondering, who is this baby? Zechariah doesn't disappoint. Verse 67. And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, and before I read the, the, the prophecy in the song, uh, verse 68 to 75 are a praise, and then we pick up a prophecy about John the Baptist, and then a prophecy about Jesus. So Luke chapter 1, verse 68, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by mouth 
of his holy prophets from old, and we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us and their mercy promised to our fathers to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Now he shifts from the song to the prophecy about John the Baptist. And you, child, will be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins. And now the prophecy of Jesus. Because of the tender mercy of God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, that's S-U-N, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the ways of peace. Almost every line of this uh, prophecy and song is a direct quotation or allusion to the Old Testament. No doubt Zechariah has been dwelling on the Old Testament. If you remember, in the temple, right, fear ruled his heart. You get a visit from the angel, angel Gabriel, and he doubted. Um, his knowledge of the Old Testament was not enough um, because his faith was lacking. But now, nine months later, his faith is powerful, and the Holy Spirit is able to use his knowledge of the Scripture because his faith is enough um, to see what God is doing. So we can't get into all the details uh, that Zechariah uh, gives us here by the power of the Holy Spirit, but start with verse 68. He, God, has visited and redeemed his people. Verb tense is a little confusing. He's talking in past tense here, even though he's looking forward to um, what John's going to do and what Jesus is going to do. Remember, this is a prophecy. Zechariah is looking back at the Old Testament to what God has done in the past, how faithful he has been, and thus the Old Testament. I mean, thus the past tense. And now Zechariah <clears throat> praises God for the victory that will surely come through John and Jesus. And in verse 69, and God raised up a horn of salvation for us and the prophet, excuse me, in the house of his servant David. For Bible scholars, you know, horn refers to power. He's not referring to a trumpet or a shofar, but the horn of an animal. The strongest animal were the oxen or the rhino who charged with their horn, and the horn was a point of strength. So a horn came to be a metaphor of a king or kingly power. So in Revelation, when we see a beast with seven horns, in other words, seven times the power of a king. So a text, everyone knew that the Savior was to come from the house of David. Text is saying a ruler, one with power is here, Jesus. And John is announcing the announce, the dawning, or Zechariah is announcing the dawning of a messianic age. The time is now. Now this prophecy and song of Zechariah on the occasion of John the Baptist's birth, one could think at first that as you read it, that John the Baptist is the Messiah, but not when we look at the whole thing. The whole song is about Jesus. John the Baptist is only the precursor. He announces the Messiah. This is the announcement 
of the announcement. Zechariah was pointing to Jesus. John's whole ministry was pointing to Jesus. The disciples were pointing to Jesus. Isn't that our job as well? Let's jump ahead to verse 77 on the prophecy of John. We know how easy it is to get sucked up into the cultural view of Christmas, and much of this is good, right? The giving and receiving of gifts, time with family, time to loss, um, mourn the loss of loved ones. Remember what Christmas was like in the past, some of the good things for sure. But Zechariah is announcing the true purpose of Christmas. In verse 77, you, John the Baptist, will send his people to how to find salvation through forgiveness of sins. Zechariah is telling us what John will say. John will be telling us that Christmas is about the God-man coming to bring salvation through the forgiveness of sin. Christmas is a preparation for Good Friday and Easter where salvation is purpose. And the implication here, and it doesn't fly well in our culture, that we need to be rescued. We live in a culture where people think they're pretty good. And and when we compare ourselves to each other from a horizontal perspective, we are. But from God's perspective, the picture is ugly. We need salvation through the forgiveness of our sins. We have all turned away. We all need to be rescued. And by the mercy of God, listen to what? Jesus brings. Verse 78. Because of the tender mercy of God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and a shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Humanity sits in darkness. This little baby in a manger will grow to be the light of the world to rescue humanity from the power and the penalty of sin. If we make uh, Christmas to just to be about those other things, we miss the bigger picture. God has shown us his light in a deep, dark world, and he provides peace through Jesus. If you have put your faith in Jesus, you are rescued. You stand in the light, whether you feel it or not, and we can be praising God this Christmas. If you have not put your faith in Jesus, you can receive this greatest gift ever given. Let us pray. Lord, grant us remembrance of the true purpose of Christmas, of this greatest gift that has been ever given, this most amazing and imaginable rescue you have provided. Lord, help us to remember this, to be people who point people to you, people who remember you and remember what you have done and are doing in our hearts and in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.